0: You, you are, now are now tuned into the Newsbox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide. to bring real, real f- black radio back
1: <laughs>
2: to the masses. All right, everybody. One two one two. What's going on? You're now in tune to another brand new session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio broadcast, bringing you a slice what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, which is a mix of old and new school music representing the black diaspora, such as hip hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more, as well as news commentary and at times here and in there interviews. On the mix and commentary end, you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro. Who does the say? Let me have him go ahead and give himself an introduction.
3: Yes indeedy. the funk that can't let go, blacker than ancient Mexico. Back back again with Fusion, gonna rock soul. I saw raw Black Hawk, Shabaka Stone, Mikey Malcoof. We about the truth. We about to do the do. Fusion, what's the news?
2: Yeah, doing pretty all right, doing pretty all right. Um, I know folks have been eager for the latest show due to some various news things and stuff that have happened. So well, we're going to definitely get into that. And um, a lot of dope new music has dropped, as well as, you know, just need for some flashback joints. So we're going to definitely get into that mix as well. So, as always, shout out to our old school listeners, some some of whom have still been hanging on since our old school days at Rookies U Radio, to those listeners in the present, you might have got recommended to us via one means or the other. We really appreciate everybody coming in and listening to what we do. For those folks who are new to the show, let me just do a quick breakdown about how we do things. At the beginning of the show, we go ahead, we do our Fusebox Radio promo spiel, if there's any upcoming events and stuff, we talk about what's going on on um, that end. And how you can check us out at any time, and then we get into you know a few news items that we wanted to go ahead and get into on the talking, and then both myself and the Black Hawk get into the music mix of everything. So um, let's go right ahead and do what we do. You can always check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast vibe via our official website, which is fuseboxradioonline.com. That's f-u-s-e-b-o-x-r-a-d-i-o-o-n-l-i-n-e dot com. If you're on the social networks, Twitter is twitter.com slash fuseboxradio. Instagram is instagram.com slash fuseboxradio. YouTube is youtube.com slash fuseboxradio. And Facebook, our Facebook like page, which shout out to the new folks who have been adding themselves onto that, I really appreciate that, is facebook.com slash fuseboxradio show. One straight word. If you want to join my own personal page, that's facebook.com slash fuseboxradio. Personally, we prefer both and all of that. And our official blog is BlackRadioIsBack.com. And if somehow you're like, I can't remember any of this website stuff, just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast via your favorite search engine of choice, and you'll find all of our wonderful pages and stuff will pop up that way. Yep, yep. Um, You can also check out the radio show On Demand, which is about two plus years of archives via your favorite music streaming service or podcast um, download service of choice, including the majors such as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Acast, Overcast, and more. And on that end as well, shout out to the um, more folks who have been putting in their feedback via these various sites. Be able to have more feedback in terms of the radio show gets us more listeners because they're saying that people are doing the recommendation, and so we deeply appreciate that. Shout-out to the folks at Podomatic. They've been hosting us essentially since the beginning. Yep, yep. Where we've been doing podcasts, which, God, now we're talking about, and it's been, it might be almost 10 years now.
1: Yeah,
3: because when she said it's since the beginning, meaning the beginning of Podomatic starting, we've been on since the beginning of when they started. Pick up the prismatic Long Island, alright?
2: No doubt, no doubt. And also on the um, Podomatic, and thanks to the more folks who have been checking out the radio show via whatever means, our highest rating in the hip-hop um rap pod category through them as of late has been number four. And, no doubt. you know, that's like, wow. And, you know, we've had our newer shows, we've had our um, flashback shows, and people have been holding on and apparently seeing what else is up with us, so Thank y'all very much for that. We hope to continue that and um, keep things being an awesome trend. We're getting to the fall season of the Fusebox Radio broadcast on the DJ end and um, pressing, and we're gonna be running around and at a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, the past few months, um, I'm sure people who've listened to the show and have checked out some of the Twitter things have have been up and down on um personal and other stuff, but the business stuff has been good, and we really appreciate that. Um, There's going yeah. to be more sports coverage coming in from the Fusebox Radio Broadcast Crew on the press end. Um, there's going to be more music things. I know folks have been really digging the um photo essays and other stuff on that end. And the fam's going to be at New York Comic Con this year again. Yeah, yeah. So... Being, trying to get stuff a little more nice on the video tip and what have you, plus we're going to be working with a few um fellow black podcasts on some mm-hmm. um, interesting treats and things, so stay tuned for that. In October and during September for folks in the D.C. metro area there's going to be a few nice goodies going on I'll be announcing next week and stuff, so you'll be able to see folks in the music mix and the um Press mix, and that's definitely going to be exciting.
4: So, yep, yep.
2: That's about it on that level for now. And, um, yeah, let's get into the commentary, man. I know we got some interesting things going on, and, um, <coughs> pardon me. Both myself and the um, Black Hawk definitely were, we're talking um, offline about some stuff we wanted to get into. Um, first and foremost, before I get into the news items, I had to recognize um, two folks who passed during the past time since uh, we've done a live show. Um, one of which is one of our really close friends from um, Hell null and a lot of folks know uh, through um, the o Hell Null OHN blog site
4: yep, yep. and stuff
2: by the um, writing and um, show sharing and stuff like that. Um, one of the co-founders ended up passing
4: <clears throat> excuse me yeah.
2: about a week ago um, a lot of folks from um, OSN knew her as Ams her name was Amber Pratcher. Um really really um, dope lady who just shocked everybody um, when she passed away a lot of folks knew her for her great sense of humor and wit as well as um, just being very on point and telling it like it is in regards to various news items and um, being for her people whether it's coming on the personal end on the family and stuff in or the grand area in terms of, you know, black Americans and the black diaspora. Um, she was really into doing lots of things for the community, whether it was via her sorority to, you know, various things in the Indianapolis, Indiana area and plenty more. And she was one of those first folks who really pushed me to um get into music writing and stuff and to make you it know. a concrete thing on top of, you know, just really um being encouraging with what folks are trying to do here on the fuse box radio win, and beyond, so we had noticed for about seven, eight years, and again, um her passing definitely um rocked folks over here, but we have to look at the um great side of what folks have done with encouragement. I think sometimes with the way we are in this you know twenty four seven world where we're hit of all types of information and opinion and commentary and stuff by the net and beyond. Sometimes we look at the negative side of things. More so than the positive. And I'm um, is definitely one of those folks on the pod end, So definitely prayers, condolences, and strength or her family, friends, and fans, um, you made an impact sis and you'll um continue making it for plenty of time to come. No. And, no. and um yeah, we um definitely got to say that. I know people on the um Fusebox um Radio um Facebook and you know, which you know thank y'all very much for um you know checking out the write up and stuff. And um, there's also a link via there for any um help assistance folks can um give her family and son and um all of that. So they're all like really dope folks as well. So we definitely had to go ahead and put that out there. On the other end, while this is not necessarily a personal passing, I think, at least for me, it's one of those things that kind of signifies just a change in terms of how people are really transitioning more and more who are our contemporary age ranges um, in hip-hop and how that is sad. And that is the passing of mm, Brooklyn MC Sean Price. He no. passed away, um, this past weekend. A lot of folks will know him through his work with, um, Health to Skelter or Solo work via Duckdown Down Records. No no. He was just 43 when he passed away As a broadcast time. It was, um, not reported what the exact cause was besides that, um, he passed away in his sleep. And I think a lot of folks will look at his work in terms of signifying a certain brand of, um, street MC and street um, hip-hop guy um, who was about to really burst out, I think, from the quote-unquote underground, but a lot of, you know, mainstream other cats respected him. A lot of cats worked with him throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout times um, during the years, um, people ran to him at events and other types of stuff. And at least from my encounters, you know, the dude was a class act. And I think it's kind of rare to run into both the talent and the class acting with things. And, as I said before, I'm looking at a lot of stuff lately. I personally am in um my mid thirties, and it's like blowing my mind to see people who are falling out of health things more and more in the past few years from that mid thirties age range to let's say about fifty something no doubt, which like at least for me that everybody's like my older cousins and stuff, and um, I don't want to get all cheesy or anything but you know, as the old folks say, our time, we truly don't know when it's going to end or what's going to happen. But we got to take care of ourselves in the best way possible before that time um, goes down. And that's on a mental and physical level. Well, no. And what have you, because things, yeah, things can naturally happen. But we look at like health things as like, with some of these hip hop folks who are passing by. And it's like heart attacks or strokes or all other types of stuff. Like, it, it really gets you into a certain mindset. And even for our folks who we might think, wow, you're famous. You're not going to really have anything you got to worry about. You still got to take care of yourself. No, you know, no. eat right, get those checkups, get that exercise and, you know, all of that. Because when stuff might start slowing down, you might get yourself more prone to, you know, bad things. And on the mental end, I mean, you, you I'm, unfortunately, I think we're at the age range where if you might not necessarily had to go through a lot of stuff before, certain things are happening where at least your older relatives are probably passing away or getting sick and other times with somebody you probably loves getting going through some business. And like, that's the type of thing I think I, I understand the stress of that more than just some, you know, joker trying to get on your nerves because pressure and stress is going to happen. I think we got to prioritize our, our pressure and stress. And just recognize who's what important and who's not, so but um yeah, well, I just wanted to throw that joint out there.
3: Well yeah, um definitely I wanted to say um give a big up, up to Boot Camp Click. Um two of their members were in um Canada when we were there, I think not last year.
2: Um, the year before or last. Um year that was twenty year. Yeah, that was a twenty thirteen year. Shout out to Tekken Still.
3: Yeah, and uh definitely big up to them. And um but yeah, Ruck was another name for Sean Price was Ruck when he was with Elder Skelter, and I I had that first album on cassette and vinyl. Um oh, no. Ruck was, Ruck was actually my favorite M C of the group. And so, you know, I, I like everybody that runs with them, but he was more my favorite of, of, of out of the team. And, um, definitely, um, you know, 43 is young. Anybody says 43 is old, they don't know nothing yet. 43 is young. And, uh, I'm not going to get too deep, this fusion kind of, you know, I think, um, <laughs> I don't know what the brother passed from, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, our, our state of mind and where we choose to focus that is very important. You know, we all dip and turn or whatever, whatever. But, you know, I've had some funny situations that I may or may not get into. But I think the most I got, I was able to get out of there because it wasn't meant for me. And, um, you know, life uh, is like driving. You know, if you just swerve off a little, you can end up in a ditch off off a bridge or something. You know, to so, you know that wheel can turn. You know, just a little degree, just a little bit. You know, and I think a lot of people, I believe now what I believe when I was 12 years old, that you kind of make how you die. In other words, you could be half a destiny, but if you veer off a little bit, that's you're you're off the destiny now. So in other words, you kind of make that. You know, if you're on your destiny, you have a certain lifespan. If you're off your destiny, you have a certain lifespan. It's not the same. And so, but, you know, big up to everybody in, who, who was a fan of his and who, big up to Brooklyn. He was from Brooklyn. And, um, you know what I'm saying, big up to the clique again. You know what I'm saying? I think anytime somebody nice in their street point, that has a street vibe to them, you know, they're not around and, you know, He's not there showing the glow of New York. I mean, you know, that's always kind of a a disappointment. But um, big up to to his fans, like I said, and um, we continue
4: on.
2: No doubt, no doubt. And definitely, you know, condolences, prayers, um, stress, and all that to um, his family, friends, and um, fans. Um, Dude was a family, man. Like, um, he passed away with um, my wife and um, three kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on top of the music um, legacy... Um whether you were a boot camp Clint fan from back in the day, ah, excuse me. Um is this <laughs> bugging. Um, boot camp click fan from back in the day to um his recent solo ventures including I know a lot of folks um big up the monkey bars album and all of that, um he, he made an impact in the NYC hip hop scene. No
4: doubt.
2: And um yeah. you know, especially when you're looking at things with, from the past um, week or so we just talked about um and you another um underground hip hop cat from around that way who was making um big moves on um, Pumpkinhead Pass and like yeah, that's another loss for the Brooklyn area, no doubt and whatnot. So yep, we definitely had to get that mentioned and stuff in the mix. And um yeah, let's um go ahead and um get right into things. We have folks on um both the Duck Down end and other ends up um, support us for um, quite some time and we definitely had to shout out folks while they transitioned to the next plane and um, what have you Um, news items Um, during this past week we have um, passed the one year anniversary of um, Michael Brown's um, death killing murder in Ferguson, Missouri and um, I've been getting some interesting conversations with people in terms of how folks look at the legacy Of his passing. Um. I'm going to say a few things that um, might rub some folks the wrong way in terms of the political side of things. And, um, as I always say, sometimes y'all got to deal with that. And if it sparks some conversation or stuff, that's cool. But, um, people ain't got to really center themselves on, um, how they look at things on a political and bigger basis. Um. Michael Brown's death on some levels has helped in terms of bringing the discourse about race and class more in effect in the United States. Unfortunately, you've had people who don't seem to have learned a damn thing, including the people in Ferguson. From what occurred with not just the death and the ridiculous um, grand jury hearings and all of that good stuff, but in terms of how to treat the people, there's still a huge thing in regards to not wanting to treat black Americans. I had to put a distinct marker on this because Michael Brown was a young black American man. No doubt in terms of treating black Americans on an equal basis in terms of respect, much less anything in regards to current legal recourse. Like, yes, you have people who are talking about, yeah, we're going to put, you know, cameras on the cops and hopefully that'll stop things or whatever, but we've had so many people we've talked about on the show during the past who've gotten killed by um, law enforcement in completely unfair and wrong ways, or gotten beat down, or messed with, and so forth. And we've seen... It almost feels like less consequence to things. Even with, you know, the various eyes of the sky from citizens or um, various legal departments. Mm -hmm. And on some level... The cynical side of me says, Well, what do you necessarily expect? The history of America hadn't necessarily been that great with that. Pretty much since its beginnings and foundation. We just had incremental improvements here and there. But on the other end, it's like the incremental improvements could be absolutely nothing if it wasn't for the grand American tradition of protest. Well, no doubt. I think, especially for the Generations that are younger than me, and even some of my generation, on up, the spark of you know you got to get loud and make some noise and sometimes tear up some shit, has gotten reinforced with things because we've seen quite a few times. like yes, you can do all the investigations and Department of Justice look-ins and all that that you want to, and you can say all this other type of stuff, but Literally, none of that would, I think, would have happened the way it has if it wasn't for black folks having to get get loud um, on the streets and um via the net and via um lots of independent media sources. No doubt, with these things, because as much as people can talk about the foolishness of things such as quote unquote black Twitter and all of that, that's the type of thing that assisted and making noise to the point where these atrocities and events are, to this day, are getting covered via national and international media. More so international media on a quote-unquote bigger scale than U.S. media, but U.S. media can't really ignore it like that anymore. If for no other reason for for competition and um, website clicks and stuff. But now, you know, again, as a broadcast time, um, they've had the, uh, Michael Brown Memorial weekend in the Ferguson and Missouri area. Shout out to our folks, um, uh, B-Girl um, for in St. Louis for letting us know about what's going down with that, and what have you. And it looks like the Ferguson, um, PD and other folks are going to act up again. Uh, and, um, uh, do stuff like, you know, state of emergency and all this other type of nonsense. And it's like, in a way, people have made some steps forward, but people are still trying to bring the world back. And backwards to a way where we gotta remember, we're not that far from certain bigger levels of progress in terms of our history as people. Like, we're 50 years from the Voting Rights Act, which, mind you, has been kind of cut up and decimated through the Supreme Court and Various state legislatures and on some national legal levels. Oh, no doubt. We're not that far from these things, and you had to put that into a certain perspective when black folk can, can still get jacked up by the local areas in the state. No doubt. No. Just because some, some cat has a badge on them. The wall of mm, silence, the blue wall of silence, is still a thing. That's right. And, hell, from the way we look at it in even the area that I reside in, in Maryland, with what happened with the Freddie Gray killing and what have you, if it wasn't for a citizen taping things, that would have been another dead black man.
4: That's right.
2: Who would have been written off. And that blue wall of silence consisted of you know, white folks and black folks who carried the badge.
4: That's right.
2: And what have you. We look at some of these other cases. Um, I mean, I don't want to go through the the name breakdown, but even when we look at things that are recent, like Sandra Bland, there was a camera there from the cops and the citizens, and you had a cop who was trying to tell a citizen not to tape. So you got people who, even with knowing that there could be different eyes on them, they still ain't gonna act right. They don't even want to bother to act right just just to look good. Much less anything that might be in their, their minds or hearts to not treat everybody like like they crazy or they a nut job or that they're subhuman. Yeah. We have a very, very long way to go, and I'm one of those believers that if you don't make noise, ain't nothing gonna change but little surface things.
4: That's right.
2: And um with that, and I know I've engaged in this conversation with a few people privately and otherwise. I know um, within the past few weeks, there have been folks who have been representing the group on Black Lives Matter. They've been engaging in various forms of protest and stuff at political events, including recently the Netroots Nation event and some Bernie Sanders gatherings. Um, And this has caused some very extreme opinions. I'm going to put it like this. I'm not against protest at all. No doubt. I'm not. I personally would like people to be more peaceful if they're protesting otherwise, but sometimes again, people gotta tear stuff up. Now, with the political joys, people haven't necessarily torn anything up, but what I feel is uh, white liberal feelings. (laughs) Because... Bernie Sanders has been in politics for a long time. Yes, he had the Socialist um, joint for a minute, then he went independent, and now he's running as a Democratic candidate for President of the United States um, versus Hillary Clinton. Um, you know what, there's no real nice way I can say this. I don't like the concept of us black folks are supposed to feel quote-unquote grateful for having this political white savior try to save us. I don't like it. I, I really, really don't, and I've read it to um, white folks and people of color or whatever who were like, you know, um, Bernie Sanders Jack, who were like, well, why why aren't y'all writing all the way on this and blah, 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 you know, these guys aren't doing the right thing by interrupting his rallies and this, that, a third, and I'm like, I had to sit back and, you know, do some reading and do some research or whatever, and I had to put this in the context of let's say these are actual genuine representatives of Black Lives Matter because we do know that there are folks who could be infiltrators. No doubt. And what have you and all that. But let's say this is legit. Why can't these black folks say what's on their mind and try to push an agenda that should be for the betterment of black Americans? No doubt. Now... My only beef with this thus far, again, this is assuming that these are legitimate folks and they're not distraction tactics, is that this should be done to every political candidate. No doubt. Like, yeah, it's being done to Sanders. You got people that are like, oh my God, he's he's a white liberal homie. I'm like, why aren't y'all doing this to Hillary Clinton? No doubt. You know, why aren't y'all... Really going hard and, go, and going at the G, going at the GOP, so y'all can so they can at least have to pretend they're not just gonna have their token Negroes like Dr. Ben Carson and all of them. This needs to be a widespread thing if that's what people are about and what have you. Because when one looks at Sanders, honestly, it, he's a better candidate to me than Hillary Clinton on certain things. I think they're gonna improve stuff for all people, much less uh, Black Americans. But you can't get too hard on one side and not hit up the other side too. Like Hillary doesn't deserve an auto vote for Black people. She doesn't, and that's before even really getting to the history of the Clintons back in the um, early nineties. No doubt. No. And always we got to remember the Clintons were the ones who were part of the thing that got us into the three strikes, the three strikes rules.
4: That's right
2: and filling the prison and stuff on other things, where it's like, yeah, the economy was better and all that, but it wasn't, like, all sweet for American black folks, too. That's right. Like, everybody needs a call-out. You know? No doubt. I'm not going to worship at the church of Bernie Sanders, and I'm not going to worship at the synagogue of Hillary Clinton. No doubt. For... Political salvation, and this is a whole other thing too. One of the lessons I think people have not learned since the past year of the post-Ferguson era, and people have gotten butthurt about this before. And but again, I don't care. Is that I think there are genuine people who are under the Black Lives Matter umbrella and whatnot who truly care about helping Black folks. They'll do; they will do that whether they have a camera in front of their face or not, or whether they have one Twitter follower or hundreds of thousands and what have you. But there are also people who are using the hurt of black America as a civil rights capitalistic hustle. No doubt. No. And those folks can go straight to hell as far as I'm concerned. You can go straight to hell. Like, you're not supposed to be going on a war tours and stuff when we haven't really made that much progress. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not supposed to be, you know, people trying to hustle and 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 bustle and all that to try to take um, Al Sharpton's place when he passes as being the Negro who talks for quote unquote Black America on TV. <laughs> we we got to keep it real, Black Hogs. There there's people who are on that. Some of our elders right. are on that, and some of our younger folks are on it. You know, I I personally believe Dr. Cornell West is on that. I can dig it. You know, there's plenty of people who are on that, and there's plenty of people who are younger who are on that. And that, to me, is disgusting, where it's like, long as you, long as black folks are suffering, you're going to find a way to try to get some attention in a check and try to jockey in the power positions. And we're, in, we're about a year away from a presidential election here in the United States. So you got some people who are making noise because they just care about making noise. They're going to keep it moving and all of that and do actions and stuff to help out their communities on micro and macro levels. You can't tell me some of these folks who are doing this stuff or planning these actions aren't trying to get themselves a seat at the political table. No doubt. You can't tell me that people got to be on the lookout for that because it's obvious that our democracy is flawed here in the United States.
4: This is the truth.
2: It's it's very obvious, and I don't want to see these various movements on local and bigger levels get co-opted just to be used as chess pieces. For a bunch of rich white politicians and other folks who don't give a damn, but it's what had the tokens
4: oh, no. on
2: deck. I mean, there was a period of time the NAACP was powerful and all that, and now they're pretty much just like the token. Well, these Negroes said we could do this organization. On some levels, I see that happening with Black Lives Matter and some other folks. I'm like, don't get caught in that trap. Don't feel like you won because you might be the consultant to talk about um, Negro problems or the speech maker to talk about minority issues and all of that after you got loud.
4: No doubt, no doubt. I see,
2: I see that happening with Sanders. thing. It literally has happened with Sanders. Um, joint. Actually, one of the people who um protested um, during the um around um University of Washington and what have you, ended up getting hired. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, as the press secretary for a Bernie Sanders' campaign.
4: Okay.
2: young black lady. And hey, they they could be sincere. They could be about it and for it and all of that good stuff. But you got to sit down and look at things to just be like, hmm. I'm too old to be naive about this. I'm too old. I read too much. I've been through too many political experiences, <laughs> on um, smaller levels to bigger things. Besides, you know, both myself and the Black Hawk being media people and researchers. No doubt. Don't settle for being the token good Negro, whether you want to be have it under an activist umbrella or a neutral Negro umbrella, <laughs> because that's. That, to me, shames these um, deaths that um, have been occurring to the present day.
4: No doubt.
2: And um, the poor treatment and stuff people have just functioning every day. Heck, I still get followed at stores <laughs> and other places. And people who have met me live know I'm a small person. I don't be acting up too crazy, nothing like that, but none of that matters. When we hired a death of Sandra Bland, her education, all the stuff she did or whatever, none of that mattered. You got folks who, you know, doing their nine to fives and/or you know, just they hustle that ain't violent or hurt nobody. None of that mattered. No doubt. When these folks died, whether they had quote unquote a past or they didn't have a past, none of it mattered. Until black folks get treated properly, none none of this crap matters. The respectability politics thing should be dead, but people are still holding onto that joint like it's a security blanket, like they lioness or whatever. <laughs> Lots of black folks got killed in baggy pants and hippest clothes. A lot of black people got killed in suits and dresses. Don't get it effed up. You know what I'm saying? Um, Unfortunately, a year past all of this, we still gotta go ahead and fight and be strong and get some other stuff done. And um, we don't need to call out just the current power structure um, that's out there, but every um, body who's trying to fit into this crooked power structure through hustles and more. Yeah, we gotta call out the um the politicians on local levels and stuff. Yes, we gotta call out the law enforcement on local levels to national and other stuff. We gotta call out the people who are trying to keep stuff the same so they can eat too. Um I'm I'm not be for civil rights hustlers, yo. I'm I'm not. I'm not be for folks who are just there like, long as I look like a controllable black martyr, I get to eat okay.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that's not how this is supposed to work. And again, we've gotten complaints about talking about that type of stuff before, but guess what? That's that's how it works. Um, on a political level, as um folks have said time and time again, um, both myself and the Blackhawk are Democrat or Republican. We're independent. Well, no doubt. You know, there there's really no horse in this race, but the the best horse possible. And sometimes the horse need to get a kick in the ass to get a move. Well, damn. And whatnot. So, um, I hope we make more progress as um, time goes by with everything. So.
3: Well, one thing I wanted, to, just a couple things I wanted to say about that, not getting in detail like you did, but um, um, she had brought up Hillary Clinton and the the race or whatever. I hadn't, I hadn't really been following it and um the reminder about what happened when Bill was in office, you know, and the and, and that's affected that's you know, that law has affected somebody that's in my family. And so um but one thing that I knew before that was that Bill Clinton is a role scholar. You know, the fact that people thought Bill Clinton was like a, a, a President for Black people. I don't know where that illusion came from. So and, and no so Hillary is a part of that. That was an illusion that Black folk had. That was that was not an illusion promoted by God. You know, briefly, Rose scholar meant that he got money from a, a fund that was set aside. That was that was accumulated from the rape and murder of South Africans when they took over, uh, the land and the gold and, um, the diamonds. So, you know, that is from that. So you had to be a certain person to be chosen to be a part of that. So, you know what I'm saying? Not a lot of black folks know that, you know, that, you know, that that money is connected with that, you know, but, also, won't dwell much on that. And the, um, what was the other thing you were speaking on? Um, um, uh, um, anyway, anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is a, um, it's been since about, I guess, since about the 50s, um, the job. Almost of the FBI to infiltrate organizations. No doubt. Um, anybody has a question about what I'm saying? There's a book called Corn Pro Papers. I read that book over 10 years ago. No doubt. Um, and there are other agents of oppression. That's another one by the same publisher. Um, you know, it was, you know, that's what they do. It ain't just like, you know, drug cats and, you know, mafioso, you know. They did that. So on some level, you know, they're going to have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Then it's not going to be admitted to. But, you know, I'm not saying nothing that's disrespectful or whatever. That's just common. That's information you go to the public library and get.
2: No doubt. I mean, we're in the age right now where you had the library and you could Google search this information. Um, people who check the Fusebox radio page, um, just as a real quick interjection, it's known that the Black Lives Matter organization and other various organizations have been spied on
4: no, no.
2: by local and federal governments. No, no. Like, the, the documentation is there from everything from Washington Post to ProPublica to um, The Intercept and plenty more. So what the Blackhawks Hawk's bringing up is not a game. If anything, it's like Cointel Pro 2.0. No doubt. So and... I just want to throw that out there.
3: Not getting too much deeper into it, but every spy organization that
4: exists
3: in some ways spies on American black people. So we're talking about the ones that are international. Everyone in some ways is looking at black people in America. And some, you know, some things saying also like, you know, they some the legends that possibly will ever. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of know, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's really the on, on the ground action, the that's just that's, that's wonderful. It's pure and wholesome and um, without ambition, without fear, and without glory seeking. You know? But it's truly a spiritual warfare because too many people are dying. You know, just back to back, you know, that's, there's something else going on and whether you adapting to the, what you should be will stop. That is one thing, but just, so you have a proper way of dealing with it when it comes and in the way that's going to be the best way for you, you know, you know, too many people are dying. Death, you know. I mean, I mean, murder. You know what I'm saying? Just, there's a lot of it going on, and it's like, you know, what is this? You know. But anyway, um, what's what's the what's the next thing that's popping off usually?
2: No doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, we definitely had to get into that on a few levels. Um, let's see here. Um, I'm sure pretty much anybody who, even if you just remotely follow our U.S. presidential election cycle right now, we got about a year, again, before we elect a new president. And, um, the GOP slash Republican Party is a pure clown car of morons, yo. I think it's about, like, 16 folks who are running thus far. Um, just one of the few times I did not watch debates because, A, I had a sinus headache that day and I took it down early and B. I'm like, I know it's going to be dumb. And there's gonna be all types of clips and stuff of this thing on here and the internet did not disappoint. Um Man, Dr. Ben Carson, I, I I hope he gets I know some people say get get the call of Jesus or whatever. But I'm like, Bro, get out of there. <laughs> get, get get out of there. Don't be happy to be this token that that them them white folks really don't want around but to say that, oh, we had another black guy. And he was there for a minute. Yep. His joint was like embarrassing, and like, you know, he was sitting at the kitty table with all the other guys just because there was a quota or something. And, um, with the GOP, I'm like, y'all screwed up y'all's political party so much because I'm one of those people, I'm like, I don't gotta agree with everything that your platform is on, but you kinda had to try to have some common sense and some basic de- decency. And they failed on all those issues in the past few years, and now it's like, y'all failed so bad that people are looking at Donald Trump like, this can't make sense. The dude that's on The Apprentice and yells loud and sold all these hustling books and all this other type of stuff, that dude is your leading candidate. Jeb Bush is second. I ain't a fan of nobody who's running. <laughs> Straight up. But I'm like, Donald Trump is leading? You got people who just there like, yo, we need to rebel against the system. We need to have Donald Trump be president. That should make you want to get right, even if you're about quote-unquote conservative values, which Lately they seem to be very racist and sexist. They've been that way for a while, but they seem to be ultra racist and sexist as of late. Like, like get get your lives together. Like people want to look that debate up, they can, and I've seen clips and you know various longer parts of it. Get y'all's lives together. And this is a party where we've spent this past few minutes, you know, doing some criticism about the Democratic Party. But some of the Democratic Party will at least pretend they care about black folks
4: <laughs>
2: and other folks of color. They'll at least pretend to do so. The last um, presidential GOP debate, they spent less than a minute talking about police violence and the, con- the concept of Black Lives Matter. No, doubt, no. Less than a minute. That debate was two hours. Honestly, yo, I- I'm going put like this. If you're a person of color and you roll the GOP, you're lost, yo. Whether you believe in spirituality or anything else, you're a, you're a lost human being.
4: Because
2: them, cats don't care about you the second. You're not useful anymore. Whether well it's to, well, whether well it's to engage in sex with, or use as a token, they don't care about you, dog. They don't care. No. Like like, get your minds right. That that's all I gotta say on that. Um, next up on the quick list of um commentary, um, okay. The movie Straight Out of Compton comes out this week on a nationwide scale and what have you. And for some who might not be familiar with this, um, Straight Out of Compton is a movie that is a biopic of the group NWA. <laughs> who, back in the late, 90s, early, late 80s, early 90s, um, <laughs> represented West Coast um, Gangster Rap and all that. And people know the most famous cats who came from that crew as Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, <coughs> excuse me, and E.T.E., um, e., who passed away in the 90s um, due to um, AIDS and AIDS complications. Okay. Um Tied into this movie coming out has been uh, Dr. Dre's first solo release in quite some time. First solo release in 16 years. Um, with Compton, the soundtrack by Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had various people ask me how I feel about the Compton album and the release of this movie. Um, I'm not mad at the movie coming out. I'm personally curious about it. I mean, they got good people behind it on the acting and all that, as well as um, on the directors of F. Gary Gray. I'm curious to see how much this movie shows warts and all, and what does not get shown.
4: No
2: doubt. Like, granted, this is gonna be essentially a biopic with you know, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube's blessing, so I'm not expecting it to get too down and dirty. Like, I'm not expecting to see the D. Barnes incident in the movie. <laughs> for God, this makes me feel so old, and I'm not old at all. <laughs> but um, for people who aren't familiar with the D. Barnes incident, um, back in the day, Dr. Dre beat up um a young lady who was a reporter at the time. Hip hop shows by the name of D Barnes, and um, it was a real bad incident. And people can do the search on it. I know actually a few music um, sites and everything have, you know, wrote up on that as late with the movie coming out. Um, I'm not expecting that to come up. I'm not necessarily expecting these cats to, to not be looked at as not just talented musicians. Like, I'm expecting the big, you know, I'm expecting the big hype-up to make these cats seem like they founded something that existed for a while. Because Gangster Rap existed for a long time. And what have you. But the West Coast flavor of it, including the West Coast flavor of it, plus the promotional machine behind it and all that, on top of, yes, the Cube is talented and Dre is talented and all that. But all that stuff combined at a certain time frame to make N.W.A. Be what N.W.A. is, and I'm hoping that folks right. of at least the 30s and above who remember this type of stuff don't get caught up in the haze of nostalgia to overhype something that necessarily wasn't a certain way.
4: That's right.
2: And all of that. And this That's is right. and this is not a disrespect. I grew up to N.W.A. and Ice Cube, you know, going solo and. I remember people having the Chronic Tape, yes, the Chronic Tape, playing in the cars, mm-hmm. and all of that, and other types of things, but I think when you have people have their hands that deeply into it, not that many people are going to be that honest about themselves, and That's this does not necessarily right. mean that these cats didn't grow or anything, I mean, we definitely know, at least on a business level, Dre has grown, I don't know anything about his personal life, and I think he keeps a lot of that close to his vest. I mean, the man's about 50 years old now. I would hope that he's grown mentally yeah, But, yeah, I'm curious to see how things go in the realms of things with this movie. Like, I'm not going to say, I'll, I'll check it out. Because I know I'm, at very minimum I want to do a review besides the fact that, yeah, the movie clips don't look bad. Um, But, yeah, like I'm already seeing people get into a hype wagon. That I don't necessarily think they know what they're hopping on to. A lot of people got 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 during that period of time.
4: That's right.
2: Due to nonsense and um.
3: I definitely want to reflect say on that. Know, Go ahead. I don't know if you want
4: to say any more, but.
2: Well, I'm um, going give give your opinion, give your opinion on that. Then I'll just do like a little quick synopsis of um the Compton album. Then we'll just get into a few more things and wrap it up.
4: Okay.
3: Um. Well. I remember when it came out and actually a friend of mine, one of my cats I used to work with and C I I used to work with at the time when I was a kid, he had said, yo, man, you heard whatever, whatever. And um, so, you know, I, I checked it out. I eventually bought the album on vinyl. And I had he on vinyl, DOC on vinyl. You know, I was buying that click stuff. So... Anything you hear me say it comes from the vantage point of a person that was buying it. It was comedy for me in the beginning. I'm just going to keep it straight up. Because back East, um, you know, um, Jerry Curls had died down. So, you know, and you just, that wasn't, that wasn't the tough guy or spiritual guy or tough spiritual guy thing with that, for Jerry Curls. And so when I saw that, that was kind of amusing to me. But you know, I, the the production was 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 tight. It was a mix of sampling and live music. It, people say there was no samples, no samples on that album. Before Chronic, there were samples, and there were samples on the Chronic album. But um, so I mean, I I had liked that. That was kind of you know where you know I had always thought it should go. And so uh, production wise. And um and I think that was one of the biggest things that helped them with the production in. Is that, that Dre came in with a like with with a beat situation that was that was, you know, did you know, did you know, basically did the West Coast well, you know what I'm saying? Um, they weren't the first to use the word gangster on record or referring to themselves. They were not the first to do that. Just like the original gangster hip hop was did that before they did, almost four years before you know their Ralph album dropped, um, and you can still get his stuff. You know what I'm saying? The back of what I'm saying on the internet, and uh, but he and he was promoting like you know a hardcore end that a lot of cats didn't have at that time, and so we're talking about the '80s, and he never really got the pub. You know what I'm saying? That NWA N- N- got. You know, I don't know if Ghetto Boys, you know, had got the same puzzle. or mm-hmm. Ice was doing that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Ice T originally from Jersey. But he was originally doing, you know, you know, but when he was doing the albums, he was doing the West Coast. You know, he was doing some stuff like that too. And that was before NWA. I mean, on the first album, Power, I mean, I loved that album. I mean, I loved the album and I loved the cover. It was him, Darlene, and he was, uh, um, I think I was about to say Evil D. I mean Evil E. And um and they had they, you didn't see him but they had shotguns behind them and the shotguns were behind their legs. I, I love that cup, I love that album and the the visual. Um, and that was before NWA. So, you know, N.W.A. just got caught in with a uh, with Dre and a music and, and, and like that drive behind that that uh uh, uh administrative uh, uh, um, corporate push and put them to another place. And I'm not saying, you know, whatever, whatever. I think every time, a lot of times when I hear people talk about it, they, you know, you get the impression that, you know, they were the first kind of, they were the first to say, uh, fuck the police on record. Nobody took it on that level. But outside of that, mostly everything they did was something, you know, you know, it was a little bit more cursing. You know, there was more cursing. It's not like it was, you know, I mean, you know, you know, we had Chuck D and Just, Just Ice of Gangster Hip-Hop, so I mean, we we already had rough, masculine voices. So, you know, they didn't add that, you know, but it was a little bit more cursing, and you know, I, I thought that it was good musically. Their album Niggas for Life, um, production-wise, was probably the, one of the better albums um, of that year. You know what I'm saying? I won't say of all times, but of that year, it was that was you know, you know. I'm gonna say this briefly, and I I respected them as artists and music, but I didn't like the fact that I thought that there were forces that were trying to use that type of rap to stifle the the conscious rap or the knowledge rap that was going on, because you know you 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 you, you, you know. I mean the stuff that that they that they they claim that they've been pushing. I mean you know you know that's you know it, it, you either call it cinema, or you call it you know you know very misleading and bad for black um, black black youth to you know to absorb. I mean there was a lot of stuff in the East that came out that I did like, but at the same qualifications really apply, especially when you use that you know it you know, it, it has to be cinema, it has to be like, you know because early hip hop didn't necessarily have to go there and it was fun. It didn't have to be, you know, the gangster stuff happened outside. The real gangster stuff. It didn't have to be like on record though. You know what I'm saying? And so when it became like a record thing, you know, a lot of people died during the, a lot of people died during hip hop period before the gangster rap. Niggas cats were getting you know, were getting killed. But during that period, I think there was an increase, you know, and then, you know, with the drugs and all the other stuff that was going on, Three Strikes coming in. I mean, you know, that wasn't the stuff to, that wasn't really the, the stuff to vibrate to, you know, It really sometimes becomes more than music in the sense of, you know, certain choices one can make, whatever, whatever, you know, but end of the day, I think, you know, you know, I don't know. One thing I also want to add is that I also heard that I, from and when she's talking about whether the cats are gonna be honest. I mean, what about the rumors Tupac said about those cats? You know, are they gonna get into that? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I'm not necessarily gonna get specific but he had, you know, alleged about certain things about, you know, certain things about Dr. Drake. So, you know, whether that I doubt they're gonna get into that. Um and um you know, whether they were always sampling or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, certain things or whatever, you know, um, whether they're gonna be honest about. But, you know, at the end of the day, create creative things, you know, people can do creative things and continue at that age. I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, I'd definitely like to see, you know, more cats. I mean, you know, I mean, there were cats who, who, you know, who, you know, Dre didn't write his rhymes, so he should somebody's writing for him and the cats who were writing and, and doing shows before they got on. But see, they didn't have that same push behind them. I don't know if it's true, but I heard a researcher say that the head of Interscope was also, the head of Interscope during the time of the cross, was also the head of, was also the leader of the Church of Satan. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I was told that by a researcher. Uh, I think it's, uh, i forgot got his name at the moment. But, you know, which is interesting because, you know, that type of, you know, negative vibration, in other words, it, 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 it's positive in the sense of people doing creative things, but it's negative in the sense of what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm not going to go too much along. I just wanted to push certain things because certain things I hadn't known for a long time. I just hadn't had a doorway to say them. You know what I'm saying? And this is, you know, not meant to be anything, anything critical, but it's just, you know, just honest questioning, and you know, and you know, I was, I was alive during that time. I was a young cat, but I remember, I remember, I remember a lot of cats liking them, but I just remember, you know, a lot of negative things happening after, you know, that were going on. That it was amongst that it didn't, that that wasn't the music to help change that. That wasn't the thing that the vibration that needed to take over during these times of when drugs getting bad, laws, whatever, going, you know, everything was messing with, you know, black people on some level. That wasn't the best thing for the music industry to promote. I just believe that to the day.
2: No doubt, no doubt. And, hey, that's what we got a show for. Say what we want to say. <laughs> so that's all good. Um, on the music, a term to Dr. Dre's Compton album. Um, I've listened to it a few times, and I'm gonna be really brief about this because there's one or two more things I want to touch the base on before we get into the show um it is not a bad album, but it is not a classic <laughs> It does not suck, but again, it is not a classic. I personally believe that people are grading it on a curve because mainstream hip hop for the summer twenty fifteen has been very lackluster on the best end of things. The Compton album dropping came at almost an opportune time because really nothing's going on. Like you know usually every summer whatever there's like at least a few songs, whether you like them or not, you're like, okay, this kind of defines things for the summer of whatever, whatever.
4: <laughs> we
2: ain't really have that this year as far as I'm concerned. And what I turned like, okay, I'm gonna hear this joy and I'm gonna Always hear that at the party or the radio, whatever. I'm, you know, there's gonna at least be a few joints I So that really didn't happen. So Dr. Dre coming up with this album, he had a, after not putting out something in ages on a quote-unquote surprising. Because come on, bro, you know the movie was dropping at a certain time. This is a great example of dope marketing and dope PR. On top of the fact of things are dry right now, and there's enough people from a few hip-hop generations who sometimes get a little too cloudy on nostalgia.
4: No doubt.
2: You know, like, if you like the West Coast vibe and sound, I mean, there's some really nicely produced joints on there, and there's a few really, really dope tracks on there, and um, some artists who stepped up their game, including um, a young man by the name of um, Anderson Pack, which I'm definitely curious to see more of his joints. Like, those were some of the more standout tracks to me with a joint that he was on solo or with other people and what have you. But... It's going to be remembered, I think, in the way that people looked at um that Beyonce album that dropped on the low about a year or so ago. Great marketing, great hype, people have strong fan bases already and all of that, but when you look at the sum of the musical parts, it's above average. Okay. And that's all you can say about it. And okay. if if anybody wants to, I I can break it down in detail online.
3: I just want to say something briefly. Is that I'm glad that, like I said, Cass was able to do something. But I always thought that Chronic One and Two was a little too overhyped. I thought that, you know, with the, you know, it was they were good. They were, you know, some of the best beats that were out. But you know, the perfect example of you got good beats. That's almost half good beats and good promotion. You're almost in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, they were, they had good, they had good MCs on both projects, but I always thought that it was, they gave back those love more than cats that were already whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I always thought that was weird. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, almost like it was a purposely shunning of the cats. I just remember when it was going on that, you know, there was a lot of love for those cats back East. So that East Coast, West Coast thing was purposely made up by outside forces. You know what I'm saying? Cause I remember a lot of cats, but you know, you know, I'm, I'm from the, from the school of when cats was doing it before then. So it was like, eh, you know, it it, 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 it it's like a lot of hip hop now in that you have a lot of people who are able to Emulate what came before them and then put it in their way. And you got a lot of cats doing that today. They emulated a lot and then they came forward. So the cat who heard the best, I didn't hear any, I didn't hear the game get stepped up. You know what I'm saying? I heard a good project, but anything that went back, because, you know, there was accusations during that era that East Coast wasn't doing anything real before gangster Rap. People actually came out of their face and would say those things. You know, it was public enemy that was Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I mean, Grandmaster Flash Furious Five got the message. That's still the best one of the best hip hop records ever made. You know what I'm saying? Ice Cube sampled sample that record to for check yourself. But that original is the best, you know, I mean, it's a message, it's hardcore, you know. That's what I'm saying, you know, I, I don't wanna be misinterpreted. But I just, I agree with her when she talks about the nostalgia of it when you're looking back. But I remember going on, there was that, that media machine behind them. I don't know what he did to get that, what he had to sacrifice to get that. But that has a big effect on hip hop when you're able to get that. And there's some people who are getting that now. It's like, so and so years ago was way better than you, but he didn't have that arm, that, that financial arm or that leg on. Maybe he didn't sacrifice whatever, whatever to get that, you know, because this game is a lot about sacrifices. There's a lot of people doing things that we don't know about, you know, just to be on on certain levels, you know, you know. But, but you know, God, God bless all artists who want to do, who are able to do their art and get paid for it.
2: No doubt, no doubt. I think if anything, if anything with Dr. Dre's and I'm like, the man. On a business level, definitely grew. I don't think anybody can deny that, whether you're a fan of that dude or not. Well, In terms of um his input, I mean, dude is literally a billionaire. Well, no doubt. He's literally a billionaire and got to a point. Like I think only him and Puffy, if you look back at that era, mm-hmm. him, Puffy, and recently Jay Z, because Puffy and Dre been on it longer than Jay Z.
4: No doubt. No.
2: Like. But Dre and Puffy alone don't got to put out music for the rest of their lives, but they still have to people a cool cachet.
3: Yeah, and I was glad to definitely big up the bad boy for doing that um, that reunion on B T. That was a beautiful thing. That was beautiful.
2: You know what I'm saying? So you gotta look at stuff that's interesting on that level. Like Jay Z still has to put out music every once in a while, and that might change, but. I don't know those guys survived a lot of stuff that they played direct hands in and that on some levels they were played for as pawns. And, um, I think a movie like Straight Outta Compton and people probably doing the research on what went down, um, it could bring up some interesting things and I hope some interesting lessons that folks can learn from. Yeah. On the music and the historical end, but yeah, that's just a few things that folks want to say on that. Um, Drake vs. Meek Mill, the Vienna sausages of hip-hop beef that nobody asked for in 2015. (sighs) Like, literally nobody, nobody asked for this. And, like, I'm very, very happy that no violence has occurred with it or whatever, but, like, when I get up in the morning, like, people who see the social network pages can probably realize that I get up relatively early each day. And I usually check stuff during my commute or whatever and people are saying like, yo, Meek Mill babbled a whole bunch of stuff about Drake and I'm like, so? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who cares? Like, there's a little bit of, like, the the main winner in this entire thing has been comedy. Because people have gotten more laughs out of this, and I think during a really crappy week for Black America <laughs> during the past week and more in terms of just finding out about more police killings and all that, including a young white man who got killed unarmed by the police. Really. Um, yeah, and um what have you. Which on a, on a quick side of the version before I get back to the music again, which that is a crazy story because you got people who you know, I'm sure you've seen on the news people talk about the you know, when people go take black lives matter, you got some people like, No, all lives matter And it's like, Y'all are pretty much say that to try to shut up black folks.
4: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Couple, you know what I'm saying?
2: Like you and your all lives matter can sit on a rusty building and spin on it. I'm not really beat for that right. type of nonsense and what have you. But it's like, when this young white man gets killed in a particular way, like, um, he, he, he was supposedly had some weed on him. Or whatever. And, cop, and the autopsy showed that cop shot him in the back twice. Sure. And he was unarmed. And his parents are like, well, where's the protest? And I'm like, you know how people even learned about your story? The Black Lives Matter people, and black folks in general, because for better or for worse, black folks are some of the most loving and forgiving people. In America, like we were the ones who were just there, like yo, this case is jacked up, and this is not to to brag or boast, because a tragedy is a tragedy is a tragedy. But it's like didn't we tell y'all that law enforcement be tripping at times? (laughs) Didn't we tell y'all that this situation is jacked up? And quite frankly, anything that affects the minority races and classes in this country affects us all. And now here's that case where that happened. And shout out to the folks over at um, Oh Hell Knoll because um A, um they I'm, I'm I'm currently doing some some moderation of news stories and stuff on the face on their Facebook page, Facebook.com slash oh hell null no, blog. And Ooh. um both myself and the mother other co founder of the site of the put up stuff about this particular story. And there were some folks who got really butthurt. <laughs> With us talking about, well where's the all lives matter, people? 'Cause all lives matter, right? This young white dude got killed this way, where are y'all at? And a lot of those folks who try to throw that out were silent as, as hell.
5: <laughs>
2: y'all weren't causing no ruckus, y'all weren't talking about the system, y'all y'all are yelling, screaming about holding a gun and all that and you know, the second amendment man and all this other type of noise. But one of y'all's own got killed. Where where are y'all at? That's right. Where y'all at? we supposed to carry that burden and our own burden? Which, again, and like, like, look look at what happened, yo. Look at what happened. All lives matter because you just want everybody to shut up. You look at the concept of people even saying black lives matter as being a front to your own existence. That in itself shows a problem. Like, how, yeah, dare, right. how dare a black life matter? That's gross. My life is, is on top, though. Why you making... <laughs> You know why are you making me uncomfortable talking about this race stuff? I mean, you know, hurting my feelings like 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 the meme shows um on the online where they got like this little white dude talking about hurting my feelings. It's the real racism and all that. And it's like yo, like this is this is gonna affect everybody. This is not a game. And this wasn't you know some activist white boy. This was just a regular dude law enforcement overreach has never been a game in the history of any place any country at any time mm-hmm. and Americans need to grow the hell up yo. you know need to grow the hell up so um but yeah let me pull up the young man's name and what not right quick I know I had that story not too long ago And, um, excuse me, all of that, um, dang, I can't find the article right now, but people can go ahead and search for that, the Washington Post did, um, a pretty good write-up breaking it down and everything, but this is what happens when people want to ignore what's right in front of their faces. Oh, pardon me, Zachary Hammond, and this also happened in South Carolina. And all 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 for a bag of weed. All for a <laughs> bag of weed. And the official police report never mentioned the two shots that killed him. Mm. And um what have you. So everybody can be done dirty by that blue wall of silence, guys. Mm. And think about how strong protests have been during the past year. Well, you got white parents talking about, well, we need to have our son be protested, too.
4: Mm.
2: And, again, not to stop on somebody else's loss or tragedy or whatever. It's like, did y'all feel that way before your son died? (laughs) Did y'all care about these police brutality issues and other stuff before your son died? This is a real question. And this has to be an honest question, because when all these things happen. Yes, we bring it up from our perspectives because we're people of color. No. But as people of color, our lives are literally political. We look at things in terms of our own survival and what always trickles down to be a bigger picture. Shoot. The, the modern welfare state wouldn't have happened in terms of like free free lunch and stuff like that. If it wasn't for black organizations and Latino organizations and other folks in this country who had to do for their own. No doubt. If folks had to bite off of that, whether it's the Black Panthers or the Young Lords or whatever have you, it gets deep, guys. People literally bite off of Black folks about everything. But you know what? I'm, I'm not. I I got way off of the topic I was talking about. But um, it's always been that way. Yeah,
3: man would man
2: man would not be where he is
3: where he is without the Negro. Yeah. Hello.
2: That that's a whole other conversation when we finally get this um unedited show going on, but um, yeah. Let me get back to this rap thing real quick. But I just had to bring that part up. Um, God of God of Civilization, Father of the Universe. And um, before we get, I saw <laughs> doing an entire like freestyle song and everything for people about that's um,
3: a, that's a quote from scripture, brand new being, but, my um,
4: children. <laughs>
2: yeah, back to this um Meek Mill Drake thing right quick um. This just shows to me the perfect encapsulation of how cheesy mainstream hip-hop has gotten. Because all of this stuff started off because Meek Mill was probably caught in his feelings one day. And he's on Twitter tweeting a whole bunch of stuff talking about this cat didn't even try to help promote my album and the song he was on and blah blase blah blah He was like, yo, this dude has ghostwriters. And for me, maybe just because I'm a little... Too old and it had been bit jaded and been, you know, half my life has been professionally involved in the music industry. If Drake has ghostwriters, I'm not surprised, but also when you look on albums and stuff like that, there tend to be co-writers on a lot of these songs, where they not, might not write the entire thing, but they do have co-writers. So, I'm like, I'm not necessarily shocked by this. Also, when you're mentioning certain songs and stuff, these weren't the hits. Yeah. Like, for me, I'm like, these are songs, I'm like, I really don't care for these songs, so... Whatever, whatever. And then I'm on the tip of, beside the fact that you as a grown person started whining on Twitter, I'm like, do you think you doing this is going to make the ghostwriter call themselves out? If you're a Drake's ghostwriter, I'm sure your check is really nice. <laughs> I'm sure you're living nicer than I'm sure the both of us are, and we live pretty decent. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, people aren't rich, but people are comfortable. If you're yeah, a Drake's no. ghostwriter, I'm pretty sure you're not going to screw that up. Because of, of some meek mill or whatever. And I'm sure if you are a ghostwriter for some people on that high of an echelon of, of sales and so forth and so on, I'm sure you signed non disclosure agreements. Because I'm looking on the net at people that they're like, yeah, you know, we got these reference tracks by this dude by the name of Quentin Miller and blah, blah, blah. we're going to ask him if he's Drake's ghostwriter. And dude said, no, I'm like, what the hell do you expect for him to say? <laughs> you, you expect for him to ruin the gravy train? <laughs> for an internet website, how dumb are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, straight up, let me tell you something. Until somebody dies or my check stop, if I ever got that right, you think I'm going to tell y'all bum cells for some extra clicks and that, ruin my living? You'll get the hell out my face. <laughs> this ain't how life works. That's not how life works. But anyway, usually the this thing of somebody's authenticity could be, you know, of their career or whatever, right? Yeah. That did not happen because Meek talked all this stuff, and we're still, even though people might look at things in terms of hip hop being a little diluted or whatever, we're still on those old school battle rules. Like, oh snap, he's he's popping this junk. Maybe there'll be an ill song that follows it. Yeah. Maybe he <coughs> a musical form, and that didn't happen. And in the meantime, Drake, you know. The the dude that you know sings on half his drags and people say that he's soft and he's a Charmin Canadian and all that other type of biz. Like he puts out like two joints back to back, not really hot tracks, but but decent enough. And you know the second joint had some truth in it, like yo, you know, are you are you on a world tour, your girls tour, and little little witty joints. You know what I'm saying? Like he he he, he draked it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know, Drake now had the Beats One um, music show through Apple and all the other type of things. I'm like, you, you're going up against a person who has more resources than you. Part of beef and hip hop beef, musically or otherwise, is being able to do things strategically. Yeah. And Meek Mill failed on that in a thousand and one ways. And this is a dude who musically, you know, back in the day, battled Cassidy and other people who were known for the battle rap circuit. Philly, oh. Philly has always had a strong battle rap circuit. No doubt. No. And it's like, dude, like days later, you put out a track that's mediocre as hell. Oh. You, you had Funk Flex embarrass himself because first he's like, "I'm gonna drop this joint," and you ain't give him the joint. <laughs> so a joint came out later, which is a whole other thing to me. Where I'm just there, like, yo, mainstream radio had become cats a, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them have become such whores. <laughs> they become such lazy, pathetic whores, like, oh my god. And I'm going to talk about Flex specifically, because I remember when I first went up to New Jersey to go to school, Fug Flex's show was a guaranteed listen. Oh, wow. On Hot Nights 7, like, when you heard an exclusive, you're like, it's going to be an exclusive, and it's going to be hot, and blah, 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 blah. And now he is definitely a shadow of himself. Mm. And it's pathetic. And this particular situation lately just showed how freaking pathetic that is. Um, During our last show, you know, I talked about some other stuff going on with Hot 97. I mean, their fall-off has been precipitous, even within the New York City metro area. Like, even if you go off a Nielsen rating, like, Power 105 is spanking them. But that's a whole other thing for another day. But I'm like, and then, you know, you got people coming out with more and more of the story where it's just, they're like, well, it can't just be about an album. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure people have hurt feelings from different stuff before. Maybe Homeboy thought that dude was his was his friend and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Meek Mill is dating Nicki Minaj and, you know, he he might have some insecurities about certain things from what he assumes is their past history. Besides the fact that they're label people <laughs> and whatnot and all that. And I don't know, man, I mean, this, this type of thing where I'm like, this could have happened after y'all had an argument. You got you got up in your feelings, and, you, and you, you got on your smartphone and started off avalanche or stuff or whatever, whatever. I'm like, you're causing problems in your household doing that. And I'm not saying you got to be quiet and not not even to, to make fun of, of the of the name or whatever, but be quiet and meek or whatever. But it's like, dude, like you're causing stress in your household doing this. they supposedly are at least friends if not you know anything else they had deeper beforehand besides you know business things and I'm like I'm sure that you're you're, like you are literally on your girl's tour dog she's probably like what the hell is this I can't have three moments of quiet and you cause a nonsense and then the internet hops into it and that's why I said comedy was the best part of this thing because I'm pretty sure nobody's gonna remember any of these songs like the next two weeks (laughs) but the way the internet went at this joint with memes and jokes and videos and all of that and I'm sure people have seen them on um, our Facebook page and um, Twitter pages and other stuff and just all over like there's been some laugh out loud stuff with this I mean people had Meek Mill on a milk carton talking about missing his rhymes Anime Geeks had the joke where they had Drake Ryan a Death Note with Meek Mill's name on it. You had corporations making jokes on them. On Twitter. Like, when you have a burger company talk about Meek, you need to know that you need to serve quality beef. I'm like, son. <laughs> like, whoever was handling these social media joints for some of these companies, like, was that a song that they, they could like, you can't interpret what Meek Mill said on his diss, but however, I'm like, oh my god. Like, I'm like, you literally set yourself up for the worst week ever. Because of some tweets, yo. Do the beef thing smart. If nothing else, did nobody learn from 50 Cent? Maybe Drake did. Because as much as people can talk about how 50 Cent is now and beforehand, that 50 Cent jaw roll joint back in the day was a class in strategy. Besides the songs or whatever have you. Like, just finding funny ways to diss people or whatever and make it a big thing. Ooh. And the worst thing about all of this to me is that if I was somebody involved with in, in a hip-hop beef, musically or otherwise, I would want the other party to at least seem like they're, they're bothered. Drake did all of his stuff. It doesn't even seem to be the least bit bothered. <laughs> that has to be embarrassing. Like, Meek Mill got Summer Jam screened. Um, By the OVO Fest a few days ago. And Drake didn't even have his people make up stuff. They, they just pulled up memes from the internet dragging Meek. And of course, you know, Drake was at his hometown of Toronto at the time. So everybody up there knew the words of his joint. I'm like, that's some embarrassing stuff. you even had a Toronto politician talk about Meek Mills' band. I'm like, what is this, dog? All off of some tweets. That's why sometimes you just gotta let the the them Twitter fingers go. So, I mean, we all probably have our moments. We get you know in our in our feelings, and we type up certain stuff or whatever. But sometimes you just gotta let that slide because screenshots last forever. No. Memories last say No doubt.
4: Um,
3: I think, homeboy. Um, excuse me. Back in the day. Or just from the, the um the street cats I knew or the, the hip hop whatever. And just from my brother, just older cats, you know, you know, telling me things that um you can't expect especially i my in my brother saying something. Like, you can't expect people to do certain things for you. I mean, their expectation. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they 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 aren't friends, y'all not friends. You know you know homegirl through through whatever. I mean you know him through your you know your girl through, you know you know that ain't your man's, though. You know what I'm saying? You you don't even know this cat. So I mean that expectation one, two. You got to a place where a lot of cats who are better than homeboy never got to. Word. So it's like you got there, son. It's cool. You know, you don't keep it moving. I mean, just some old school lessons. I mean, I mean, like, I'm like, yo. And, you know, I definitely think they're harping on it because he's with Nikki. And, you know, you know, trying to mess with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, um, this could hopefully, but it could potentially mess with his sales. You know. Which is, which would be a complete backfire. You know what I'm saying? Um, from what he was trying to do originally. So, you know, all I want basically was saying is that, you know, dude, you on. You don't need to say no. We're gonna hear that song that might get played and done and done. Keep it moving. You know there's some great cats that you came up with. that didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? You know, be grateful that you got that. Keep it moving. That's all.
2: Nah, I feel you. I mean, that's why I was like, this is the entire thing that nobody asked for. Like, this like the Taco Bell beef or whatever, whatever, yo. Like, nobody asked for this. and You set yourself up for a bad fall. And even though, you know, we've, we've made fun of Meek Mill and all that, I'm like, dude, you're living as a creative. I'm sure you're making at least a decent check. You know what I'm saying? You're probably at least making hundred grand a year. Maybe more, depending on how your endorsement deals are and all that. You had the number one album for at least two weeks. Just just enjoy life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Enjoy life. Don't be hating on, like, the next man for something that, at least presently, is, is super cheesy. And that should probably be the best lesson of all of this, is, like, literally... This is a great example of don't start, no, don't won't be, no. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you ain't started something, none of this would have ever happened, or would at least happen later. So, strategy, guys, think, think that through. I mean, everybody had to be talking about they got Art of War as an audio book or a regular book or something. How about y'all use that?
3: Let's and also, that the old, old, old wisdom is, you know, just because somebody has accumulated wealth doesn't make them emotionally mature. No doubt. You know, so, you know, there can be actions of a child or, you know, emotional reactions of a child as opposed to an adult in a situation. Well, what's that? What Dave Chappelle said? Well, what you just said, in the sense of um, keeping it real when you don't have to keep it real.
2: Mm-hmm. Big example, when keeping it
3: real goes wrong. Keeping it real goes wrong. That's all.
2: <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And, I wonder um, what the bedroom was like
3: that night. I just, I just wondered that one like, time. What, what, why did, I was this girl looking in that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I was like, yo. You
2: know I'm, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good, cause seriously, I was sitting here. I'm like, son, like this literally probably at least caused one night of tension. It at yeah. least had to cause one night of tension, cause it's like you know, especially like if she was probably asleep and he was typing in his feelings. Hmm. And we're in the net age, so you know people probably like wake up, look at these stuff, and they're like, "This negro right here." Oh my god, seriously! I gotta keep my professional face on till we get off stage to be like, "What the?" You do, but anyway, <laughs> it's all good. Um, lastly, um, really quick, um, thing. Um, Ant Man is awesome, guys. It was a good movie. Yeah. I um, I was
3: really I was surprised it. by it. I thought it was gonna be cheesy. It was. I wasn't. It was, it's okay. It, it's definitely a big big screen. Better see that on a big screen.
2: No doubt, cause um I know the both of us saw it on um 3D and well, no. whatnot. It was it was a cool joint um via 3D. And one that's one of the reasons I'm gonna put on my comic book geek head for a hot second. It's one of the reasons why I like what Marvel Studios does. Cause while I was a comic book reader as a young kid to the present and what um, have you. I never read Ant-Man. I never read Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never really messed with Thor. And the most I can say about a Marvel Studios movie is it's been mediocre. Oh, like, I think the Thor movies are mediocre. But I'm like, Ant-Man, I'm like, I don't really care about Ant-Man. I, really did, I literally didn't read an Ant-Man comic until about two weeks before I saw the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was because of my little Marvel Collector core thing every few months and what have you that an Ant-Man comic there. <laughs> and I'm like, this ain't bad. You know what I'm saying? I go to this movie, I'm like, this is a nice little, you know, comedy slash heist movie. You just got some superpowers in it. And, you know, Paul Rudd did his thing. Um, God, I can't think of the um Latino brother's name in there at the moment. It, I'm so mad I'm drawing a blank because he's been in a whole lot of stuff. I mean, the brother played Chase. And he, he went from playing Chase Rivara to doing comedy and everything in between. He's yeah, I know what
3: you're talking about. Yeah,
2: he's an ill addict I just can't think of his name right now. Is that
3: the cat who was in the Dave Chappelle movie, um, um, Half-Baked?
2: You know what? He might have been. I can't even think this through. You know what? While I'm on the computer, I'm going to try to pull this up right quick. Let me see what um, IDB has, because I'm so mad my mind is drawing a blank on um my man's name. Michael Pena. Michael Pena.
1: And...
2: um. What not? like um he was um really awesome in his role even T.I. was tolerable I don't think T.I. can act out of a paper bag <laughs> and what have you know this he's just not really that guy for me as an actor but I mean the pacing was good and like I said like if you had no history of this character whatsoever I think you still get into it's the big thing and um all of that and um you know it, it was fun, you know what I'm saying. It was definitely a fun flick. I highly recommend folks um go ahead and see it and relax and enjoy themselves. When did Half Baked come out? Was that like '99, 2000? Half Baked. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned Half Baked. I probably look on When the name? I don't remember
4: when I, I, that. I,
3: I don't, I don't, I don't see it
2: on this ID&B, so it may be, it may not be. Um, but um. I know some folks, if they saw the Che movie, he was in that. He was in America. Huh? Oh, sorry, the Chase the Archavez movie, he was in Che. Um, he's done voices for a whole lot of cartoons, including, um, I know, Chosen, that we used to be on FXX and um, American Dad, a whole bunch of things. And um, he did a really, really stand-up job in the movie along with Paul Rudd. And, of course, uh, Mike Douglas did his thing, too. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see Mike Douglas in it. Mike was definitely there. He starting to look like his father, Kirk Douglas. Kirk was the main one, um, you know. As far as like, Kirk was from another era of cinema. Kirk was the man, though. But he, he he looked visually like his pappy on this one, no doubt.
2: No doubt, no doubt. But um, yeah, I just want to give a big ups to that movie, which is why I keep telling people, man. Like after Guardians of the Galaxy made you care about a talking raccoon in a tree, Marvel is gonna do a whole lot to make you to, to go wrong. You know, Ant Man was another one that Joe Tom up there. Like that's probably that, unless you were super into the books, people weren't familiar with. But they did it with this, and I'm gonna repeat this again. I can't wait to see what they do with the Black Panther movie. Yeah. I cannot wait because that's going to be insane. It's it's, it's going to be insane. I I want I want to see the black superhero who pucked out folks like Tony Stark and Fantastic Four and everything back in the day be in a big action flick. Like, if he smacks Iron Man like in one of them, like back in the back-in-the-day comics, that's going to be everything. <laughs> on some don't-you-talk-smart-to-me smack. Like, oh, but, sorry. <laughs> My only guess I came out on that. I but,
3: mean, hopefully, hopefully they gave him a real black man vibe, too, you know what I'm saying? That definitely will help, you know what I'm saying? Well, what came to mind was uh, there was a TV show back in the 80, 80s called Hawk, and um, Avery Brooks I remember
2: was,
3: I remember Hulk well I remember the reruns of it yeah it was only 13 episodes it was, it was a little bit too much for, you know for he was former military but so he was because he, he used to be on a show called Spencer for Hire and he was Spencer's like right hand man and um, Spencer would and but and, but so he got his own show later at Hawk and he was you know uh, uh, you know I know he was doing poetry but he would be cool and, and he was a tough guy so it was like and it was, it was, if he's anything like, oh, you know, I think, you all know, I think the people who like this show will like him. You know, you also check that out. You know, I know uh, uh has showed 13 episodes, has showed some episodes a couple of years back or whatever. But, you know, it was kind of like the Equalizer, the Denzel joint, you know, that movie was off the hook. It kind of like that, you know, that's basically hero. superhero, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just a certain vibe about him, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know Hollywood has a way of you know
4: um,
3: not allowing a real black man right to get in there. You know, you, know, you know, you know James Evans, Good Times. I mean, you know that's 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 the best black father on TV. I thought that before the Bill Cosby shit cracked popped off. I thought, just, and so and you ain't never heard nothing at least on that funky about homeboy in real life. But he never got the pub because they was poor. But, anyway, I
2: just, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. We we get into those modes sometimes, but that's what's up. Um, let's go ahead and get into the music mixes, man. We covered a lot of good yeah. territory this time around, and um, right at the time frame that I wanted us to do it, so hooray. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. This is the syndicated worldwide fuse box radio yep, broadcast, yep, yep. bringing you that 21st century black radio vibe with our commentary. Like I always say, you don't got to – like or love what we say, but if it sparks some thought and conversation and all that, we've done our job as quality, not just black media, but independent media at large. We hope the music makes you nod your head, stomp your feet, and all of that. Support all quality musicians. Uh, as always, shout out to all the folks who support us. Shout out to all the musicians who send us joint that we try to get into each mix every single week. Yes, and yes, um, we're going to keep Be it moving Beyond Time Be of Space, we appreciate you
3: greatly, Black God of wish you peace and praise all the gentlemen and ladies. Fusion, we about to be out!
2: Alright, no doubt.
6: You're now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion.
0: Listen. Yo, I don't want the Dougie, I just want money. money Study under the understudy, the 120 <laughs> Young dummies. dummies, can't spar No life, my flow tight, like your pants on You don't got a chance, Pa. and on community Malachi, York, friggin' see your f- eulogy Rub jewelry, what jewelry? I took this from another rapper, slapped him with the jewelry G, cornball rappers I see him on BT, relieved of the jewelry, interview beef DVD, uh-huh. PT and T, the flow dynamite, so-so bozos ain't rhyming right, I hit the line of white, I smoke a double green, call it purple, what the f*** you mean, the fist fight, I'm gunning you rappers, I don't give a f- about none of y'all rap, the fifth spray, the piff stay lit, My b- stay dip with the Richard bait, Say. They say it ain't shut the f up, I'm nothing to play with, I bust heaters at your whole damn click blow, Sean Price the leader of boot camp, click down. admire the admiral animal rap, smack the sh** out of a hand his hat, bangin' on wax, don't bang in the street, bangin' on line, don't bang in the street, playin' for keeps, keep playing. I slave your your face, till your fucking teeth breaking. pig the jerk been retired I'm nice, so I'm back back smack. Earth wind focket with ice out that I doubt if this doing it like me. God
2: yeah. You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio. Oh.
7: Say, these old sneakers, faded blue jeans, no tricks, no gimmicks. I be stopping down, 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 down deep. Rolling up trees in the belly of the beast Where the people disagree The upper class eat Middle don't exist The bottom of the beat Glad I got my sticks Are you jumping on the fat? Laying in the ditch I be stomping down demons Stomping down quick Come on And please don't come around these parts And tell me that we all a bunch of animals The only time they want to turn the cameras on It's when we f*** <laughs> it up Come on Will it still be Blood on the cement Black folks grieving Headlines reading Trying to pay you no mind You just living your life Everyone is a witness Everyone got opinions Got a son of my own Look him right in his eyes I ain't living in fear But I'm holding him tight Got a son of my own Look him right in his eyes I ain't living in fear But I'm holding him
8: tight Damn! What
7: the
8: f***? Are they after me? Maybe cause I'm a bastard Or maybe cause of the way my hair grow naturally Still trying to figure out What the f- I'm full of rage. I think I noticed this bullshit right around the fifth grade. Paraphernalia in my locker right next to the switchblade. Nothing but f- on my mind and some plans are getting paid. Hey. But I'm a product of the system raised on government aid. And I knew just how to react when it was time for that raid. Whoa. Just a young black man from Compton wondering who could save us. And could barely read the sentences the justice system gave us. So many rental cars were pricks. I think they probably funded Avis. Some of us wasn't balance, but some of us use our talents. Shh. Not all of us criminals, but be yelling, Stay back. <laughs> we need a little bit of payback. Back. Don't treat me like an animal, cause all this sh- is flammable, don't f- around cause when it's done, it's done, and the
7: old f- you. Tell like me you. it's been going on since back they in the day, me, but that'll make it okay, and the white folks tell me all the looting and the shootin's insane, it, but man. you don't know our pain, and please don't come around these okay. parts, they tell me that we all a bunch of animals, the only time they wanna turn the cameras yeah. on, and so we f- it up, they come on, and please Tell me that we're all a bunch of animals The only the time they want to turn the cameras on It's who we fucked it up Come on, he's OC Faded blue jeans, no tricks, no gimmicks I be stomping down, 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 down demons Rolling up trees in the belly of the beast Where the people disagree, the upper class eat Middle don't exist, the bottom of the beat Glad I got my sticks, Are you jumping on the fat Laying in the ditch, I be stomping down demons Stomping down quick And the old folks tell me it's been going on since back they in the day me, man. But that'll make it okay And the white folks tell me all the loose. And say, but you don't know how pain And please don't come around these parts They tell me that we're all a bunch of animals The only time they want to turn the cameras on And so we fucked it up, And please don't come around these parts They tell me that we're all bunch of animals The only time they want to turn the cameras on
6: DJ f- Premier And I'm Dr. Dre Dr. Dre What? Primo. Yeah, we f*** it up No, we, we don't play no games now Motherfucker, yeah. f- f- please <laughs> After what, what, One of the reasons that me and you click, <laughs> We don't lose, I always win Let's face it, you basic boy Forrilla, forrilla Forrilla, forrilla Professional
8: winners. The hottest, for-
9: DJ for- fusion for- 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 for-
10: Verilla. Verilla. Check, one, two, one, two
9: Celebrity, the vision in my face before I left her Bottom of a circus, we were twins of silver circuits Red and blue pills with a two dollar purpose Love ain't a dollar sign, drug me up on wine Heart ain't the mushy that she poppy line Now it's cable ready, cable willing and refined it will spill from my hand like a foreign bill pass me my landing card storyboard and chlorophyll not much else left to do today though blow through a smokestack sip a volcano eight straight drain no, oh, we can't ain't able i bet he like grable talking to her like she paid though she gets full service because i works with no conscience to be your lover, now a fighter and a monster. Once a Henry Fonda, now an anaconda. I'm ready to reparture, walk the line before the concert. Stormed out the stage, like, show you how to work. Keep it real, humble. Then again, I'm in my work shirt. Make a meet, earth, to teach about my birthplace. Forgotten for a moment, straight tears rolling down my face. Hey, yo, you'll never forget that. Like, opposites, i persist my track, I polish the lip scratch. Mm-hmm. 1, 2... Put your anger in a proper place, job it up and sell it, wanna be a millionaire, then you live the storytelling, tired of hearing about that thing, you shoot big they sh- i build they sh- you, should take shit, i make gangsters feel shit, that real shit, no apologies, people call me lottery, every given Monopoly, that runs on pens and pottery, spin you up a sipping bowl, and straight your kitchen to mama raised me right, but that means so make me act a fool, sometimes cool, sit around and think about it, death and taxes on my mind, nobody wanna hear about it, trust must bleed, lust must seed, Dust off my it took a week to think about some shit Now I'm about to slip out the house, down the corner store Get a three-pack, 12-pack, then go hit the bar Push through the glass, all bar took Used to know everybody, now just a couple homies Seen this one hottie, she looked like a Scotty. My brain thinking probably she tastes like it Honestly, I feel heavy bodily, nerves like pasta Tied of hunting strings, feel a dread like a roster About to be the same situation that I left Self-evaluating, hate had me want to go and hurt myself Four and three and two and one. What up, I'm stage on the
10: mic. One, two. Check one, two.
6: J.F.
5: Yeah.
11: years ago, back in July 2005, when the Black Agenda Report crew was still at Black Commentator, I wrote that, quote, with under 5% of the world's people, the U.S. accounts for 25% of the planet's prisoners. More than half its 2.2 million prisoners come from the one-eighth of its population, which is black. Today, an astounding 3% of all African Americans languish in prisons and jails and nearly as many more are on probation, parole, bail, house arrest, or court supervision. Right now, the shadow of prison squats at the corners of, and often at the center, of nearly every black family's life in this nation." Yesterday, President Obama repeated some of these same figures, and they are pretty much the same. Total U.S. prisoners are still 2.2 or 2.3 million, and a slight drop in the black incarceration rate makes us now a little less instead of a little more than half, but the overall picture is unchanged in a decade. The president then announced the release of 40-some nonviolent federal drug offenders out of a total of maybe 70,000 and stopped in at a federal prison on Thursday. The same day, ex-president Bill Clinton offered a half-hearted apology for his 1990s crime bills, which he admitted set the stage for state and federal governments to nearly double the US prison population. Why? Why did President Obama wait six and a half years into his presidency to say the basic damning numbers and free a token handful of drug war prisoners? And how come Bill Clinton, 15 years out of office, chose this week of all weeks to publicly admit that black mass incarceration was maybe not the best public policy. The short answer is that Hillary Clinton is running for president and she needs that big black vote. Barack and Bill are working hard to position Hillary as the lesser evil so that a large black vote an essential component of what Democratic Party consultants call their base vote can be mobilized for her. We should not forget however that despite the posturing of former presidents, black mass incarceration has been the joint and bipartisan policy of both Republicans and Democrats. The federal prison budget rose every year but one in the Clinton years, the Bush years, and so far the Obama years look about the same. The first black president approved new federal supermax solitary prisons in places like Illinois, where citizens' actions finally closed the infamous TAMS Penitentiary, and Obama's Justice Department went to court to keep thousands who should have been freed when Congress relaxed the crack to powder sentencing disparity from 100 to 1 to 17 to 1 behind the walls to this day. Why? Why is black mass incarceration the bipartisan policy of America's rulers? It's not about a continuation of slavery or to get free prison labor, that's just plain silly. Nine out of 10 prisoners do no work at all. And it's not because prisons are especially profitable. Apart from immigration prisons under Obama, privatization has never been big enough to drive the engine of mass incarceration at any time in the last three or four decades. The American prison state came into its fullest flower at the same time as, and as the flip side of, Bill and Hillary Clinton's so-called welfare reform. Whether Republicans or Democrats are in office, black mass incarceration serves the vital purpose of morally justifying America's viciously unequal and racist economic and social order. The prison state does this by creating mostly black and brown class, of permanently stigmatized and unworthy poor, who can be portrayed as not deserving decent housing, real educations, affordable health care, dignity, or jobs at living wages, and whose precarious lives and devastated communities can be blamed on anything except the failure of neoliberal capitalism to provide bread, education, housing, dignity, or justice. The more unjust and the more unequal capitalist America becomes, the more it will need prisons and the stigmatized class defined by them. Their precarious lives are also a standing lesson to millions more with falling wages and rising debts to shut up and suck it up, or this could be you. We at Black Agenda Report have been talking about black mass incarceration for more than 10 years now longer than Michelle Alexander and well before anybody ever heard of the new Jim Crow. We're glad that Presidents Bill and Barack have rediscovered it, even if it's just in time to get another Democrat elected, which for them is about all that matters. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Bruce Dixon. Find us on the web at www.blackagendareport.com and be sure to sign up for our free weekly email newsletter at www.blackagendareport.com slash subscribe.
5: Did the world get a little bit colder? No wiser, just a little bit older So slow we were bound to fall over. Oh. Did the heart grow? Coming to me, guys.
6: listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
12: my core to that i'm monogamous began with a two by four to build a message back, a message back. delivering this energy metropolis Propolis. a cityscape yeah. not a toll tag. tag someone for someone to identify the flags the, flag. the ones that pop up when you sock up on <laughs> the rough days having bad one tempos take off release tension now you're back, now you're back. don't need a sack, don't need a, sack. Don't, need a <laughs> don't need a cigarette you don't need to fill that glass no. you're free at, free at last you'll be attacked, you'll be attacked. that's back fact of life but the knife will crack it cannot penetrate the tightly woven mask i'm knowing man no, can't bad. control the past the future's out of reach, I keep my in glass. Keep my in my seat, I feel the heat Underneath, underground, under i up it down the street of my conscience My healing masters, a team must be with me At all times with my raw rhymes Over fault lines causing quakes I'm through music, that's my mission Defusing men, abusing men To bring you down and hold you in your place What space is that? I'm an athletic, spasmatic wizard with a staff Bringing magic to the tragic, devastated man Bringing back to life Resurrecting, manifesting, meditating Demonstrating Christ Energetic flashes bouncing through the night Dancing through the streets and searching for the entourage to see the light, right? Bring it back to life. Resurrecting, manifesting, meditating, demonstrating Christ. Energetic flashes bouncing through the night. Dancing through the streets and searching for the entourage to see the light, right? My goal is this, cleanse my dreams with an open fist. Open fist. Share my sh don't dump my sh- you don't want my sh- but we got some in common, might as well discuss. discuss. No need to wiretap me, cause I'm open with my comments, and I promise that I bust. From the gut, that's just the way I do my music. Trust it, I will never change that fact, and plus, plus, I will never live inside a box, so don't box me, and you will not win. That's not the way to catch a fox, a crow, a sly mofo, more fire, more glow. Desire grows higher like the front lawn, greener grass, and still up on horizon line to find a a life that's not defined materialistically. I'm a mystic man. mystic man, slightly sadistic in my subconscious, but I'm just a man, just a man. A human being, but I'm soon to beam, intravenously through your bloodstream, heart boxing through the form, I'm way against the grain, I'm not the norm, not the, norm. the radio can weigh against your brain with nothing more than beats. Beat. you feel it in your feet until you're bored and then retreat to the comfort of the underground speech. We still here underneath the concrete, but we rising quick, but we rising quick, we came to change the radio. back to life. Resurrecting, manifesting, meditating, demonstrating Christ. Energetic flashes bouncing through the night. Dancing through the streets and searching for the entourage to see the light. Rise, right. Bring it back to life. Resurrecting, manifesting, meditating, demonstrating Christ. Energetic flashes bouncing through the night. Dancing through the streets and searching for the entourage to see the light rise Bring it back to life, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back to life Bring it back to life, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back to life Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it back to life
0: Okay, okay, feel my favorite job
5: I ain't the same, I think you know, but I see a way I'm gonna go. It's no debate that I belong to you. Baby, we're the same, you know my flaws So if I ever stray, you know the cause But no matter what I do I know, I know I belong to you I belong I'm just saying, you're pushing buttons just cause you can. You know I hate it, but I belong with you, oh. But when I'm gone, I think you do. You should not worried about someone new. Cause no matter where I go, you know, I know I belong Do the Of a long kiss goodnight.
8: I, do. I come when you call even before the call is audible. Bow, then I'ma swim a swimmer, nautical mouth. Intrinsically before you pick up the phone to dial, there's an intimate connection. Something triggers a smile. I'm here for you, I'm here for you. You're next to me, You're next to me. Essential. sensual, telepathy In the center of Times Square, I feel like I'm in isolation. Tune out a billion sounds and I can signal out your vibration. Your lips, tongue, my eyes are closed, but I can see them calling me to come. Faith without fear creates resistance for blemishes Halfway around the hemisphere, the distance diminishes When you could c- call, I could click come. My toes could freaking c- curls sisters, so, 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 I could run, like I'm the flash, of Iron Man. US mail a fireman. The wrong times, the right time, the daytime, the night time.
13: Juicebox don't beat the land, you know what I'm saying?
8: trying to find home. Next stop is the wall dog. Past the racism and fake Type of hate that make you feel worse than a rape victim. Raw dog. Two other niggas mad so Mad I rap my ass off. They throwing mad saw till I go bath saw. On wax spitting heat the milk the wax off i'm mr miyagi and izzy miyaki asshole flow fuck name brands past logos now i'm on the grand raps hand so low it's like my fashion style is a lifesaver yes she wasn't satisfied with titties that christ gave her bragging that i new ass shots is a life changer head so good on that girl that i might pay her oh no super laid back cat opposite the fat black al capone tell them little niggas flock on home Send me road through the city that chose to resent me Hold it, on it, reload it on plenty Any vote or a place that ever vote against me, diss me, piss me off then try to hold it against me, or wish me off the worst of luck I ever hated, never hesitated, then designated. all of the wrong that they did me, is stored in my memory, all the those that I thought on me, war for my enemies, Sipping holy water like it's war for my kidneys, Low the smoke, touch your chimney, make a toast for the memories, make a toast for the Henry, it's the best for the remedies, energy, synergies, friend industries, when they get advantage on him and his nemesis, Bitches, has been the season, I to seasons, if, I, if I ain't the greatest bitch, I'm wonderful. of them. Oh. I hide the fuck, Cause you front on them My old hoe fan, My ex won't be friends Bronson told me not to eat him Rest in peace, James R.I.P. Hey, Savvy and We gon' take it uptown town one time We gon' take it back home Show how we do They call me Pretty Flacco, ladies and gentlemen I like to introduce Pretty Flacco seniors Y'all see me Manaculous, spectacular, black, mac, vernacular, shine, amethyst, fly, champion, it's like that again. What's happening? Mathematic, master blend, flaco season, all day, everything. Ask me how it's going, I tell her on and on and on and on. And on it. You never be out there in them zoning, steady flowing, staying golden, sand cover, ready roll roller, flaco glowing in that Owens. It's how it's going? Huh. Awareness
13: of
3: the areas, familiar time. with the routes Traveling man, moving
13: through space and time And the country called Earth This my Radio Show, go get Go get Kymang Radio Show Hey yo, hey yo bro, come on Bubble hey goose, smoking bubble coosh The oozies is navy blue, a couple coops Satan around, stack and suck and say hey the truth Man, for 40 done reducing, cracking fish in the rich calling, take a piss, 69 floors up, sparking crisp money bags, stacked in duvet sheets, few strange streets, follow the race, walk through the gates, Pyrex, Cubano connection, New York Mexicans, they call us the team for smuggling wet... The Al Pacinos are wrapped, wrap, yeah. they planned it with me. Past the baguette, go Louis Vuitton, hand it to me. Raised a million champs, this is how civilians land. Furl a sweat, stay in jets, kill a billion camps. Get strangled fast, still I cool on a fast rocking the grill of glass. Desert booed on in a million cash. This is all I ask for. Love is fan war. Let's build the masses. Sittin' boats sailing scenic routes. Catch the quotes. Young, armed and dangerous. Ball couple posters. I'm like known in the couple coasters. Ray and ghosts familiar with us. Racing ghosts.
6: Uh, I'm hearing howdies and howdies and howdies and howdies. Madam sleeping on Egyptian cotton. Miles Davis, vinyl still spinning. I've been a freak, Nick, I've been living. You see the Bentley and we smoking in the parking lot. Contract killer, so we rarely talk a lot. The in my weapon when you see me stepping. 10th grade education with a Mac 11. The definition of a renaissance. Twice a day I change, watch the chains and the charms. Tatted on my back, chest, and my palms. Then it's me and Diddy Dice games at the palms. Blew a million cash just to let what wa- watch. Take it down to the lobby, get, get your watch. Thin windows window smoking with a spoof face. Black hoodies on, bully stickers, Wu Tang. Very white, glaring in the white bins. grinding like I had a curly perm back then. It's rose in the 40 up. Pink ballet in the Now, Okay, baby.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah yo, hey, yo jumping out the
6: shower, Joel's on. Heated up, fluffy polo towels in Melbourne. Getting it, hands is ashy, cash keep coming, dice hand like low pool, Young guard bowling with thunder, letting bricks up at the Nick game with Cubans from BizTane. Burning the cash, throw cigars with a big flame. Godfather coats and hard bottoms, everything down the cribs. The holes and gear, we got em. It's the lean team, Medellin team, shop. Like fresh fruit, like old grand earth, cut of green beans. Well cut, you and you and you. This is me, Ray and Rick, box cutters on cruise.
8: The stomach for this horror Got spill how you praying to the Holy Father Dear Lord, I ain't mean to be an imbecile Thought it was a game, now you know it's really real When you feel still, press against warm skin Ain't no turning back, nigga, now you all in Get curious, I'll show you how to reap a look All tough, but when you get there, don't be a wuss All tough, nah, I ain't a crook, sir I'm seeing tears and it's not a good look, son Aw, oh, fuck it, let the little nigga live yeah, right, they had these other niggas at my way. No mercy, shit left me about. Years ago, I don't let him in, I see him out. And now he on the floor just
10: bleeding out. You know what's wrong when you see me and my team out. We conquer, overpower and crush, come and get lost up. We conquer, overpower and crush, those oppose our stuff. We conquer, overpower and crush, come and get washed up. Yeah, overpower and crush, come and get washed up. Ease back, easy man, move for we sweep that lame ass team that you got Off of map, recap, pull it back, please do repeat that Queen's rap, we got more than a little that we used to daydream on the bench How we can seize this And conquer like the British Your snapbacks and fittings getting soaked up No love The boys back We show up Soldier up You know it up Come and get folded up You bitches attracted To all it is madness She want a felon She ain't fuckin' with no graduates Bad hood, bitch, magnet I'm a savage, they just wanna fuck, we just wanna talk Mavis Baby cabbage, Sitting, kissing in the tree Well I be piping them down inside a hoop cage Like longer, harder, this mob shit stronger Than all of y'all weak music, we conquer. we conquer We conquer, overpower and crush Come and get washed up We conquer, overpower and crush Those oppose our stuff we conquer, overpower and crush, come and get washed up. Overpower and crush, come and get washed up.
5: I got to tell him. It's
13: Funk stuff they be playing. Fuse box gonna be delayed, yeah you know I'm saying?
0: There's the devil coming! Henry! What is this thing? What?